0: Over the last two weeks, we've been thinking about resolutions, uh, and we've uh, watched a couple of clips the last few times, but uh, uh, this time we're not. Uh, we've been thinking about uh, the resolutions that we make, uh, and then the resolutions that God wants us to make. Uh, these might have been your top 10 resolutions, maybe, in the past. Help others, lose weight, quit drinking. That'd be really bad, because you'd die first. Uh enjoy life more, more family time, maybe those sorts of things, more exercise, good things to be doing. Uh, but we've been thinking, but what about God's resolutions for us? What are the things that He would desire for us? Not just for twenty sixteen, but for the whole of our lives. Uh last couple of weeks ago we looked at He desires us to trust Him in everything. And we looked at Matthew chapter six together there. And last week we looked at that He wants us to be His witnesses to the world in uh, how what we say and how we live, in all that we do, we are to shine forth how great Jesus is. Well, this week we're going to be looking at another one, and next week we'll be looking at the fourth one. Uh, this week we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 to 20. Uh, so if you've got your Bibles, you can open them up or it'll be on the screen. Uh, it's only a short passage, but it's right at the end. Uh, it's one of Jesus' last words to his disciples and his last words to us. And they're words that I think we need to take heed. Uh, I'm going to pray and then we'll read it together while you're getting it ready. Heavenly Father, give you great thanks, Lord, for your word. We thank you that in it you uh, show us yourself. In it you uh, show us, uh, Lord, how we can be right with you through Jesus. And Lord, in it you show us how you desire us to live in light of our salvation in Jesus. Uh, We pray this morning, Lord, that as we look at this together, You may challenge us, or you may encourage us, or you may move us to change, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Matthew 28, verses 16 to 20, it's up on the screen or on your Bibles, for which one you'd like to read from. Uh, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said... All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of every nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. It's a great statement by Jesus, isn't it? It's like a commissioning that he has given to his disciples. A number of years ago, I was asked to commission uh, uh, to pray upon and to send out the Coast Guard boat. Uh Coast Guard's is now called Marine Rescue. Is that right, Karen? And they've got a different boat to that now, so it was a little while ago when we did this. Uh, but when we did, I came down and we all got down around the boat and I prayed for the people and for the boat. But I wasn't the main one. The main person there was the commander, and he was the commander and he came and he was the one who actually commissioned the boat to go out and to do what the boat was supposed to do. Commissioned it to go out and to save those that are in trouble or to help those that are in difficulty. That's what he commissioned this boat to do and they sent it out and it did go out and it was still going for quite a while and now they've got a new one and I'm assuming they would have commissioned as well. But the commissioner, the commander had the authority to commission, didn't he? And he set that boat out to do what it was supposed to do. And that's what Jesus is doing to us in here, in Matthew chapter 28. He's actually commissioning us to go out and to be disciples of him, but not just disciples of him, but disciples who are making disciples. Did you notice that? It wasn't just he said to go out and be disciples. He says, go out and make disciples of all the nations. So he wants us to be people who are disciples, who are making more disciples. Now that's a pretty strong command, isn't it? But are we doing that? Have we been doing that? Has that been the driving force of what we do each day, every day, in whatever we're in and wherever we are? You see, the challenge is is if we're not doing it, we're actually disobeying what Jesus wants us to do. Now what I want to encourage you this morning is uh, to get a little bit of a taste of this because this is going to be a lot about what we're going to be doing in the whole of Term 1. We're going to be thinking about this a whole lot more and thinking about what this discipleship means and what disciple-making discipleship looks like and how that works in all of our lives. Uh, but today what I want to give you is just a little bit of a morsel, a little bit of a taste uh, and to show you this is what Jesus wants us to be on about. Uh, now look at that Uh, I got a Weber not that long ago it's Cody Strong's old Weber but it works fantastically and when you make a roast in a Weber there is nothing like it is it and when you look at that you open up and what happens your mouth starts to salivate doesn't it I reckon you're already thinking I need to go home and cook one of them now How good would that be? Uh, It gives you that taste and it gives you that sense that this is what I want, this is what I desire. Well, this morning I want to give you a little bit of a taste of not my Weber, uh, but a little bit of a taste of what God wants for us, what Jesus wants for us to be disciple-making disciples. So what I want to give you is a little bit of a definition. Now, this isn't my definition. This is a definition from Jeff Vanderstelt out of Saturate. So you'll see that we'll be thinking about this a little bit more. So what is a disciple? Uh, Often we think of a disciple as someone who's following somebody else. Well, I think it's even a bit stronger than that. And what Jeff says it is, is the ongoing process of submitting all of your life to Jesus. So a disciple is someone who is not just, in a sense, potting around behind Jesus, but it's someone who is actually submitting all of their life to Jesus. And it's an ongoing process. It's something that continues on. You never quite get it perfectly, do we? It's something that wants to grow and continue to grow and be more and more that we come to submit every little part of our lives to Jesus, every aspect of it to him, so that we are with Jesus, like Jesus, and for Jesus in our whole of our lives. And that's what the book saturates about, isn't it? That Jesus is to saturate every aspect of our lives. Not to compartmentalise it, but say that Jesus is impacting all of us in all of life. With him, for him, and like him in everything that we do. And that's a challenge, isn't it? Because he wants our heart, doesn't he? He wants all of us. And the world behind us is wanting to take more of that. He wants to fill our heart, our our innermost being, who we are with a whole lot of extra other stuff, doesn't it? He wants to take us in a whole lot of other directions. You see, Jesus isn't the only one who wants us to be a disciple. There are lots of people and lots of things in the world that want us to be disciples of them. The environmental movement, political agendas, diets, fads, politically correct, non-gender specific language. There's a whole lot out there, isn't there? I'm not saying that some of those things aren't helpful and good at times, but they're fighting for us, aren't they? They're fighting for to be at the centre of our lives. They're fighting for us to submit and follow what they say for us to do. Whereas Jesus wants us to submit all of our lives to him and follow him so that he has our whole heart, every part of it, for him. So that Jesus is at the centre of everything. That's a challenge isn't it? I'm pretty sure Jesus isn't at the centre of everything I do. I imagine it will be the same for you. And sometimes I think, I try to put a bit on a bit of a facade to sort of show that he might be at the centre but really deep under I'm maybe not doing it for him either. But he wants every part of it he wants us to completely submit every aspect of our life to him and as Jeff said in that description or that definition it's an ongoing process to do that he wants us to be working on that and going through that and working towards that and we're going to be thinking about what that looks like as we go through later the year what I want to show you in a minute I want to give you a couple of ways to encourage you in that and help you with that but firstly I want to help us to see how Jesus wants to help us in that if we get past this next one as he wants us to be disciples, making disciples. So he wants us to be looking to help submit every aspect of our lives to him, but he wants us to be helping others to do that as well. You see, this isn't just an us thing, just an individual thing. Christianity following Jesus isn't just about us having a right relationship with him and growing it. It's actually us having a right relationship with him and helping others to have a right relationship with him as well us growing in our relationship with him and others growing in their relationship with him as well. Jesus doesn't say, does he? Go out into all the world and be a disciple of me and just grow yourself. He says, go into all the world and make disciples of me. We are to be disciple-making disciples. So I reckon this is a good way we're putting it, isn't it? A disciple-making disciple is someone who is in the ongoing process of submitting all of their life to Jesus and helping others to do the same. A disciple making disciple is someone who is submitting their whole life to Jesus and working on that and then encouraging and helping others to do the same. And the good news is that Jesus has helped us understand how to do that hasn't he? So Jesus tells us to go on and obey everything he's taught to. And what did Jesus do? How did Jesus show what his life was about and what the disciples are supposed to teach and what they're going to do? He said, come and see. He said, come and follow me, didn't he? Jesus didn't say, just go and read a textbook. Jesus didn't say, well, you need to go and do a study first and work this all out. Jesus said to his disciples, come and follow me. And they did. And they spent three years with him. Live with him, ate with him, shared with him, spent their life with him. Jesus did his discipleship on the ground, didn't he? Yeah, of course he taught them. And of course he wanted them to know stuff and it requires us to have things in our head, which is great. And we're going to be thinking about how to do that later as well. But in that sense, he did that while he did it with them. It wasn't separated from life. Jesus said, come and see what it is to follow me. And they followed him, and they learned, and he taught them, and he showed them as they did life together. It's Jesus-centered life together. That's what Jesus did, didn't he? It was around him, it was centered on him, it was about him. It was about him encouraging them to to live out and show that, and so he wants us to do the same that we are to have Jesus-centered lives together, that we are to live that out together. I keep banging on about this, and we're going to bang on it more and more because that's what it's about. And we're going to think more about that as we look at Saturate as well. But the good thing is Jesus didn't leave it just to do that by ourselves, did he? He said in that passage, he said, if we can get it, uh, he says that I will be with you till the very end of the age. He wants us to do life-on-life life discipleship empowered by the Spirit, by Him. And the good news is that we don't have to do it just by ourselves, do it Because we are imperfect people, but we do it because of Jesus. And He's the one that holds it together, and He's the one that we depend upon. There's a quote that I got off someone. We are imperfect people, clinging to a perfect pro- Christ, being perfected by the Spirit. Imperfect people, clinging to a perfect Christ, and being perfected by the Spirit. He's wanting to transform us and change us to be more like him, being empowered by him. Jesus says that we will, he will be with us to the very end of the age. doesn't mean that Jesus in bodily form is standing here, but Jesus in his spirit will be within us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us because he will be within us by his spirit. And his spirit is there to help us submit all of our lives to Jesus and help others to do the same. That's what he wants us to be on about. Well, you might say, Paul, let's put some legs on this a little bit. Well, we're going to put legs on it a whole lot during uh, term one. But I want to just give you two little practical ways that I hope that you might be able to even put into practice now. One is uh, for you personally and one is for you to help others. Uh, and so the first one I want you to do is think about is... Uh, jump past that one. Maybe. Five words. Write these down. Ask, read, listen, obey, pass it on. One of my challenges for you this year, starting tomorrow, is that for one week, let's try it for one week to start with and then hopefully it might become a habit, every morning for you to pick up the Bible, pray, that's ask. Ask God by His Spirit, through His Word, to reveal to you what he wants you to know out of this passage. You ask, ask that, ask that passionately for him to do that. Ask him, then read the passage. Then listen, pray, ask God to reveal what's going on so you can hear what he wants to say to you by his spirit again as he takes his word and puts it into you and reveals that to you. And then this is the next one, my challenge is to obey it. I think we're really good at reading it. We're really good at even thinking we understand what it says. I'm not sure we're so good at the obey bit. What does Jesus say? Teach them to obey everything that I have said. Well, let's start out by just getting us to obey the one thing we've just read rather than everything at the start. Obey it and then pass it on. You're not given this information, not given this just for your own self but pass on, tell someone else what you've just done and what you've just read and what God has revealed to you and what you're going to do about it and how you're going to obey it and if you did obey it or didn't obey it. Try it for a week and see how much God changes you and challenges you and transforms you as you do this each day. Pick up one book in the Bible, maybe pick up uh, Romans or Acts or uh, Galatians or pick up one of the Gospels start at the beginning and just read 10-12 verses, a little section ask God by his spirit to reveal to you from his word what this is on about read it, listen, open, sit quietly with God and ask him to reveal to you what he wants you to know out of that passage and what he wants you to obey him out of that passage and then obey it And then tell someone about us. Now that's what I encourage you to do, all right? Tomorrow morning or sometime. I'm telling you, you have to do it in the morning. Uh, But at some point in time, the morning's a good spot though. I don't know about you, but the morning's a great spot because the rest of the day just gets really chunked and really full and then suddenly you think at the end of the day, oh man, I'm tired, I just need to go to bed. And then you might read, but then you go to sleep and you wake up and you think, what did I do last night? But if you do it in the morning, then you've got something in your head that takes you and you can be thinking about it during the day, can't you? It helps you to think through things. It's just an encouragement for you. Alright, so that's for you personally, alright, to help you to submit more of your life to Jesus. Ask, read, listen, obey. Don't miss that one. And then pass it on. Alright, next thing I want to do is very similar, but you're going to do it with somebody else. So this time, if I can get it to click. I was thinking about it. Alright, just four words this time. Uh, ask the person that you've you have put, 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 should have put asking there, wouldn't it have been five? It would have been nice matching up. Ask a person, when you're with people, when you're with people who you, who you know who follow Jesus, how about we think about asking them how they're doing with their following Jesus and submitting their life? Ask them, if we're all doing this each week, if we're, or, you know, if we're all sitting down in the morning, the night, whatever, doing the ask, uh, read, listen, obey, pass it on, then it's not too hard, is it, to say, hey, what have you been reading this week? Hey, what, what's God revealed to you this week? What, is, what, what's, what did you need to obey? What are the things that God's doing there for you to obey? And then pray with them might even be a good thing as you, for you to start off by telling them first what you've done this week so that you can actually explain what you're being on about. But you can do this anywhere, can't you? You can do this on the golf course. You know, if you want to throw someone off their swing. Mate, what have you been reading in the Bible? Oh, sorry, you're about to hit, were you? But you can do it on the golf course. You can do it while you're washing up. You can do it as you're walking along the beach. You can actually ring someone up on your phone and and ask them, can't you? Wow, that's scary. You could even, if you're really, really scared, you could text them, all right? Text them those questions. You can do it, we can do it. If you want to, you can go on Skype or you could FaceTime or you could do all those sorts of things, couldn't you? We have so many options to speak to people these days and communicate to people. What about we ask them stuff like this and encourage them in it? It's not asking them to feel guilty. We're not putting pressure on people to have... We're putting, Because we want to encourage people to submit their lives to Jesus. If we're being disciples who are submitting our own lives to Jesus and then we want to be disciples, making disciples, we want to help other people to do the same. So there's two little encouragements for you. We're going to be thinking a whole lot more of that in term one and, uh, and so forth as so we're heading to saturate itself. But I want to encourage you in those resolutions... Because you see, Jesus, possibly one of his last words to his disciples, his resolution for them to go and do was to go and make disciples of all the nations. He wants us to be disciples who are making disciples. And if we're not doing that, then we're missing out on what God and what Jesus really wants us to do. Trusting Him, being a witness to Him, means that we are to be people who are disciple-making disciples. And when we become disciple-making disciples, you wait and see what God can do with that. Because with twelve guys, Jesus set on a mission, set fire to the world, and is still impacting us over two thousand years later. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, there's so many things around us today that want to drag our attention, that want us to head in certain directions that uh, seem really shiny and bright and attractive and exciting, Lord, but in the end they all fail. They all have barbs and they all rip us apart and ultimately will kill us. But Lord, you have made us and created us to be in a living, loving relationship with you and you have made that possible in Jesus, Lord. When we trust in him, we've been brought into your family, Lord, and you have a plan for us. You have desires for us. And one of your major desires for us, Lord, is to be people who are disciple-making disciples, Lord. People who are personally submitting all of our lives to Jesus and people who are helping others to do the same. Lord, help us not to leave from here and just continue as we have, if we haven't been doing this. Help us to be people who leave here and take your resolution for us, your commissioning for us, your command to us seriously. And by the power of your Spirit, Lord, we pray that we will go out into this world be people who are disciple-making disciples. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.